0: SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara.
1: The pandemic was a stress test for many of us, but here's one financial instrument that can help. OktaFX. OctaFX is a reliable global trading platform with over 7 years of experience. It helps forex traders make the most profitable and efficient trading decisions. Today, they have more than 3.5 million open trading accounts and 100 countries covered. If you're new to trading, OctaFX provides a free forex basic course, free webinars, and also sends weekly and monthly reports so that you're always aware of market news. Download the OctaFX trading app from the description and get $5000 in your demo account just for practice. You can practice until you feel ready to switch to a real account check the caption to find out more and use your promo code vusi 100 to double your first-time deposits for more efficient trading hi vusi my name is gospo kamau i'm a zambian 22 years of age coming through from the Maghreb nation of morocco northern africa where I'm pursuing my tertiary education. I'm a big enthusiast of entrepreneurship and I can't begin to mention just how much of great inspiration you have been to me from watching the Masterclass on YouTube through Nintendo Stories, the first podcast on the VT podcast, till the most recent podcast. Thank you for making me a better
0: version of myself and keep up with the great works. Cheers. Hello, Gospel hey brother thank you so much for that great testimonial and of course as we say every week hello family welcome to the vt podcast that is gospo who comes from the incredible country of zambia known for two things first escalators everywhere and that's a joke and second the single largest cockroach i have ever seen Now, my Zambian brothers and sisters, don't catch feelings. Don't catch feelings. I'm not attacking anybody. I'm just saying. I stayed in a hotel. I went into the bathroom. And right next to the toilet, I found the single largest cockroach. I have ever seen. I remember that moment so vividly. I took a picture of it and posted it on my Facebook. And my my Zambian brothers and sisters commented and were like, well, welcome to Zambia, brother. That's how we do things, big and large. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Beautiful country of Zambia. And that's Gospo, who has been listening to our works. He talks a bit about the work we do in entrepreneurship with, in particular, the masterclasses and our fund, etc. So... In, in the spirit of what Gospo has said, I thought what I would do today is talk a little bit about some of the things that we know have helped the business owners, entrepreneurs, founders, and career builders, these people that we call iconoclasts, over the past decade of the work that we've been doing. For those of you who are unaware, I run a venture capital fund called My Growth Fund. And underneath it, we've got a series of funds. We've got Mount Fletcher, which is our invoice factoring and purchase order fund. Uh, We've got VOCA, which is our debt fund. And then we've got a Mazanine debt fund um, under My Growth Fund itself. And we've been at it for just over a decade now, or close on a decade. We've been having a phenomenal time. But for me, always, the work that has been closest to my heart has been our masterclasses. They're freely available, by the way, on YouTube. You can go and watch them. And in these masterclasses, what we would do is we'd book a room and we would help entrepreneurs who otherwise wouldn't get access to that knowledge and information, gain access to knowledge and information that fundamentally shifts how they see themselves, see their businesses and how they approach the work that they do. One of the most insightful, if not earth shattering pieces of content we shared with entrepreneurs is what it is that I'd like to share with you today. We call it build for value. And how do you build for value? One of the things I've noticed over the years that I've been doing this is you can tell the maturity of an entrepreneur or a business owner based on what they focus on when they're building their business. What do I mean by that? First-time entrepreneurs... The people who are going at it for the very first time, the guys and girls who are so excited to leave their jobs or come straight out of varsity and make a go, they all approach the business through the product. They assume that the better the product, the better their ability to succeed. First-time entrepreneurs make the novice error of assuming that products win customers, and they don't. Now, it's not an entirely falsehood. In other words, it doesn't follow that a good product doesn't win customers. It does follow that the best products doesn't necessarily mean you've got the best business. So first-time entrepreneurs tend to focus themselves on the product that they're building and the veracity of the product, the features on that product, and what the product can offer in terms of usability, comfort, uh, uh, price point, and a whole host of other things. They're very product-focused. Their entire lives is about their product being better than their competitors. Second-time entrepreneurs know that products don't win business wars. Distribution does. What does that mean? It means that if you have one store and you have the best product and I have 1,000 stores and the second best product, I will beat you every day. Quite simply because at the end of the day, it's my ability to reach the customer that's more important than my ability to have the best product. In the world of enterprise, we call it accessing markets or market access. And think about it this way, the world's largest and most valuable companies today are either platform businesses or distribution businesses. Well, what's that mean? Amazon is a distribution business. Walmart is a distribution business. If you're in South Africa, or Africa, ShopRite, uh, Pick and Pay, uh, Qmart, Kmart, Jumbo Cash and Carry, all of these businesses are distribution businesses. So actually, distribution is often more important than product but second time business owners know that. And so when they build their business, they focus important on product, of course, but they're far more focused on distribution. How do I get this product in the hands of as many customers as possible?
1: Our partner in today's episode is OctaFX, a global trading platform. Taking risks is a part of life, but understanding risk is what can lead to success. That's why OctaFX believes you should know the basics of risk management. Because there's a lot of misinformation out there, people need to be guided by reliable sources. They need to understand who they can trust. To combat this, OctaFX consistently conducts webinars, sends letters with important news, reports, and also offers a free course. By downloading the OctaFX Trading app, you can also open a demo account and get $5,000 to practice, to understand which strategy suits you and how you feel about the market. And you can practice until you're sure you can move on to a real account. Check out the caption to learn more. And now back to Vusi's
0: podcast, Ideas That Matter. Third-time business owners, really mature executives, very well-developed, well-trained business leaders know that even more important than distribution is value chain. So if you want to build a business that's strong, that delivers great margins, and can outprice a competitor who has better distribution than you, then the one way to do it is to have a fuller and better control of your value chain. And how do you control your value chain from source to sale, every part from production, to manufacture, to wholesale, retail, and then eventually into the customer's hands. How do you control that entire value chain? Do you want to know why Zara is the way Zara is? It's precisely because they control their entire value chain. They have a product meeting on day one and in day 14, a limited run of the products they met about, spoke about, put on pieces of paper and conceptualized, then sent the instruction through to the factory to get them made in country by a limited run run those products 14 days later are available at the local Zara in a limited run for a limited time and then they're gone and so how Zara has competed in the world of fashion is rather than focus on how do they focus on distribution and make no mistake they've got stores so distribution is important they're focused on how do they control their value chain And because they control their value chain, it means they're inside the production cycle of their competitor. Simply, they can get things from idea into the hands of the customer in a shorter space of time than most of their competitors. See, what Zara figured out is that if, de-centra- if they decentralized and, um, uh, decentralized their production, disintermediated their management structure, and then on top of that, disintegrated their control measures by allowing for local innovation, they could actually shrink that production cycle time. And they've done that exceptionally well. So first-time entrepreneurs focus on product. Second-time entrepreneurs focus on distribution. Third-time business owners, executives, leaders focus on value chain. But those amongst us who are the most mature, those who end up on the billionaires list, those who have money that is often called throwaway money, those who have foundations that change the world, those who create the kind of wealth that their children's children's children couldn't spend if they were frivolous with millions a day. Those people, they go beyond value chain. What they focus on is often where the genius of entrepreneurs lie. They focus on ecosystem, or earlier what I called platform. So, how does Facebook become Facebook? First, Mark Zuckerberg builds a product called Facebook. Then he launches it in universities only, something in strategy we call a beachhead strategy. A beachhead strategy means you focus your resources in a tiny segment of the market and you dominate that market and you use that as a springboard to grow into other markets. And he launches it first at Harvard and then at other universities. His beachhead strategy was colleges. So, and colleges gave him distribution. And from distribution, he started thinking about, well, how do I monetize the other things that people are publishing on my platform? And so he created a platform through which you could publish content, media, and how you could boost the posts on that content and media. And he controlled the value chain. Today, you can record a piece of media on Facebook, distribute it on Facebook, and get customers to buy literally transact on a payment platform on Facebook. Value chain, distribution, product. And now what he's done is he's become the platform. In other words, you today can open accounts on other third-party applications with a plugin to your Facebook. Have you ever been trying to create an account somewhere on another platform and it says, would you like to use your Facebook details to register for this account? What that means is that Facebook has now become an ecosystem player. It's no longer just a value chain player. And it's not just them. There's several companies like this. The reason Microsoft has just hit a $2 trillion valuation, or market cap rather, is precisely because Microsoft has now become a platform play. It's not just about selling Microsoft products anymore. It's about how do you sell as many products in office enterprise into the Microsoft suite. The guys at Salesforce figured this out. Mark Bainoff and his team figured this out probably about five years ago when they converted that business into becoming a platform business. I should know, I just did some work with a team at Salesforce. And it's not just these businesses. There's several business like these where the business owners convert the platform and make the platform the instrument of value. So you're on their platform. It doesn't matter whose product you're buying. And as a consequence of this, it doesn't matter whose product you're buying. They're still making money. Think about it this way. The product is the car people are driving. The platform is the freeway they drive on. Now, if you're a car manufacturer, You might win in a market where people are buying cars, but if you own the road, you win. It doesn't matter whose cars get bought. And so for those of you listening to this conversation, I know it's been a very detailed, different kind of podcast this week, but if you're building your business out there right now, a little bit of free content and information from me, the question I want you to ask yourself is what are you building for? Are you building for product? Are you building for value chain? Are you building for distribution or are you building for ecosystem or platform? Normally, this would cost you tens of thousands of dollars, right? And information and knowledge sitting in a course. But here at the VT Podcast, where ideas matter, we share this kind of stuff for free. If you want to know more, by the way, about the kind of work we do in our education business, you can visit my link, go to our website on mygrowthfund.co.za or sign up for my latest masterclass, which we have coming up on the 3rd of July. And so thank you so much for your words, gospel at the beginning of this podcast, that testimonial that pivoted us toward this conversation about entrepreneurship. To those of you out there, the crazy ones, the rebels, the misfits, as that Apple ad says, the iconoclast, those who dare to do things differently and break down deeply cherished beliefs. To those of you who know that the best amongst us is yet to come to those of you who believe that the future is better than the past. And not only that, but are daring enough to put yourself out there, face the elements, brave the world, and build that future. Those of you, those who walk this journey of entrepreneurship and being a founder, to you I say, salute. And I hope today's podcast helps you brave that journey just that much better. From me, Vusi Tempagayu, from our studios at Sound & Sounds in Joburg. Sayonara. This podcast was proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound & Sounds Media. To partner with us, visit mygrowthfund.co.za or email info at mygrowthfund.co.za